It's been a long time since the cappuccino was fashionable. We go to one of those uh, cappuccino places. Cappuccino. Practice situational awareness next time you're at the gas station. As always, Gas Station Cappuccino is brought to you by Caffeine and Kilos. Today on episode 146, we have the king of New York fitness here, Kenny Santucci. Did I say it right? Kenny yeah, Santucci? that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Kenny Santucci, strong New York. You've seen his stuff. You know he's about it. We're excited to have him on, longtime friend of the show and the business. So, Kenny, welcome to the show from New York. Thank you very much. I appreciate it, boys. I was wondering when I was going to get the nod to be on the show. <laughs> Man, you know, I there was too many of those years where I just like I was having a kid or something happened where I had to stay at home base when you guys were doing those uh, those fit aid podcasts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at like Miami and all that stuff. Man, I missed Dude, out we, on those. Those were good it's times. So, it's so funny because we it, it just started off as like this gag with me and Aaron. And it kind of blew up a little bit. You know, we had like thousands and thousands, like hundreds of thousands of views on some of those yeah. videos. Um, and it was just like an idea that me and him came up with. I was like, dude, this is the height of CrossFit. I mean, and that was what, 2014, maybe when we started doing that? Yeah, it was early, yeah. Yeah. And it was fucking great. We had a really good time with it. Um, we had, you know, Danny was always on. We had caffeine and kilos always representing with us um we did a lot of the after party stuff so it was, it was so fun i mean i i feel like it's dead now where i was just talking about this with somebody the other day like the early days across it i remember going to carson for the first time it was probably 2012 maybe 2013 mm -hmm. i'm walking through that parking lot basically of what they had mm -hmm. and i remember seeing the caffeine and kilos booth and i'm like oh my god this is it this is the, the coolest company in crossfit <laughs> yeah. And you guys were, and you had all like weightlifters and powerlifters, and everybody's wearing caffeine. Like everybody fucking had a caffeine and kilo shirt on, and it was so fucking cool. And that's why like, when I first met Jackie and stuff too, and mm -hmm. she was with caffeine and kilos, and everybody's rocking. I'm like, this is like the coolest fucking brand. So, it's and you guys have held up. So, yeah, yeah, we're still cool, but the whole, uh, but CrossFit's the not whole, cool vibe, the whole vibe. <laughs> well, the whole vibe is just like you said, man. It's just not. It's just not the same now. It's this big corporate monster of like, it's kind of like a corporate machine now. It's not this like kind of grassroots like festival vibe that it used to be, right? It used to just be like a big party. Now it's just like everybody's so damn serious. It's just like, you know, it's everybody's just trying to suck every penny they can out of like, you know, making the next shoe or making the next, you know, who's the next title sponsor? Who's the next uh, flash in the pan nutrition sponsor? You know, it's just crazy. Dude, it's so funny to me because I've been watching some of the footage from Wadapalooza. Obviously not like even on purpose. I still follow Wadapalooza. I know Dylan. I know a lot of people who are down there competing and stuff. Um, but they got these new like rad sneakers. Like I feel like every year there's like a new CrossFit sneaker that comes out. Um, and it's everybody trying to make a ton of money. Like I remember uh, – Perfect Bar and like RX Bar were like in little packets that they like. Oh, dude, packed. yeah, dude, it was so it was so fucking cool to be a part of it when we were, and I I, I do miss it. And it was a it was a blip on the radar. Obviously, now it's it was a brief period, of like four or five, maybe even six years. That it was so fun, and every like you knew every couple months we'd see everybody, whether I was at the games or what a yep. Yeah. And I, I do miss it. It was it, you, it was just so fun. I felt like a big kid. Oh, dude, and all those like those Fit Eight after parties, right? The official yeah. CrossFit Games after parties, dude. Just like yes. those were the. There's just that shit just doesn't exist anymore. Like those parties yeah. were popping. 
yeah. you know, you had your homies out, like Johnny was there like one year. We were all yeah. hanging out <laughs> till like 4 a.m. just bullshit. Yeah. That was that was good times. Yeah, I no, I definitely I definitely do miss it. And I was talking to I was actually had lunch with uh Steffi Cohen yesterday in LA and mm-hmm. then um met up with my friend Meg who does a lot of photography for CrossFit and Reebok and stuff. Uh and we were all just chatting about how at one point, like everybody cared how fast you did pull-ups or like how many handstand push-ups you could do. And everybody was so involved. It's like, oh my God, this guy did this or this woman did that. Now it's like, I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Right? It's so crazy. It's, I, was, I was so obsessed with it for so long. And then it's just like kind of fizzled out. And I think, I think COVID was responsible for some of it. I think it was just, like you said, it's like this corporate monster moves in and it's no longer fun or, you know, underground anymore. Yeah, it doesn't have the underground feel, I mean, whatsoever anymore, right? That no. was what that was what made it like, dude. Remember, like, I mean, we'd go to Waterpalooza and there wasn't like these like security guards and yes. fucking like <laughs> crazy, like no access kind of shit. Like we were literally standing. Like, I remember it was like me, Paul Gomez, and Charlie, and like we're just standing next to the pull-up rig in the middle of the workout, just watching yeah. like our buddies yeah. work out. And it was like, and it was a shit ton of people there still, still popping, but it was just like that's just how close everybody was. It wasn't just like, oh, you can't come back here. This is like a private zone. It's just like, no, these are my friends, man. I'm just going to go talk to my boy. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is like, you know, Noah's over there. I'm going to go, you know, chat him up real quick. And like, that's, you know, it's just, now it's just like, oh, you have to, you have to be, you have a staff pass. You can't get back here. I'm glad yeah, you guys are saying this. I'm glad you guys are saying this because I think we were all obsessed at some point with this, with this sport. And like Kenny said, everyone was obsessed with someone going faster and I thought it was just me who was losing touch with that and not really caring as much. Yeah. But to hear you guys say it is cool too. But what do you think it was just the money? Or do you think maybe society's kind of shifted and now everyone just cares about looking good again instead of performing good? What is it? Well, I remember telling people pretty early on, I was like, you know, I do CrossFit and they're like, what is that? And you you felt like you were a part of something that like not everybody knew about. <clears throat> then I'd say around 20. 15, 2016, I think a lot of people started to get hip to how beneficial CrossFit was and what it was actually doing. And you started to see people drift off into powerlifting and weightlifting. And then we reintroduced this whole bodybuilding world and people started to see like good results from like doing a a combination of a lot of these things. Um, And then you had like a lot of these smaller brands or these like little boutique gyms just like rip off CrossFit. So now you had all these people who weren't in CrossFit doing CrossFit and it kind of just watered it down. I think a little bit for me, uh, especially here in New York, like there's a couple gyms here in New York that like, they don't call themselves CrossFit, but they do a lot of CrossFit. And I, I hate, I, I was like, listen, I was like, you got to pay homage to the fucking people who created it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and when I heard a lot of people drop in their affiliates and stuff and they're like, well, I don't want to pay CrossFit anymore. I'm like, what, what, you're three thousand dollars a year it's like yeah, what's like one member a month to, to pay for that you know what it, i mean it's so crazy you know i i would chalk up what glassman said you know obviously it was stupid or you know whatever but it's like he's fucking old he said, a, yeah. he said a ton of crazy stupid shit right. i i don't believe in the fucking cancel culture shit i don't think that like something you did 20 years ago or 15 years ago should be held against you i don't think something you you said makes you the fucking devil incarnate it's just crazy like because you're creating more people in society that 
are angry and hate people. And then people are like, oh, why this guy go shoot up a fucking school? It's like, well, because everyone's shitting on him, right? And he feels like he has nowhere to <laughs> right. fucking turn. Yeah. So yeah. You don't want to do that to more people. Like when you don't allow people to work or have the ability to work anymore, it, it's crazy, right? It, it, you mm-hmm. see with celebrities, you see with, you know, business people, whoever it is. You can't just cancel people like, all right, there should be some sort of punishment, but don't not allow them to ever work again. But then he can't right? grow. He can't grow if he doesn't learn. Right? Exactly. Like, cancel, That's the like, whole problem with cancel culture as a whole. There's yeah. just no, there's just no, like the, uh, the days of being able to just like learn from your mistakes and, and then grow from that has been like removed through social media, just like burning at the stake. Right. It's like, yeah. well, it's like, it's okay to make mistakes. And in life you're going to make a ton of mistakes and you're going to learn, but like you need in like in the real world, you do grow, but like on this like platform, you you just get fucking burned at the stake, right? But then like yeah. some people like that platform is actually very important to their business or their livelihood, you know, or it's just like their identity. And, you know, once you take that away and then it's like you're really, you know, you're just fucked. But it's um yeah. I mean, it's, but like a sad reality. Think, of, think about what he did for fitness in general, for people. Like the amount you can't even fathom how many changed lives. my life. He, he changed my life and he changed the tons of like mil, I would say millions and millions of people's lives have been changed through CrossFit. And the fact that people oh, yeah, burn him at the stake because he said one stupid thing. It's like, really? Like you, we're losing someone who was very beneficial to society. Yeah, the positives over- outweigh the negatives for sure. Yeah. 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 Like it's Absolutely. like, come on. Like, Get over it. What, I, don't, yeah. I don't even remember what the fuck he said. I bet you most people don't remember. Honestly, I don't, I do, honestly, I don't really remember either, but I think it was – yeah, I don't remember. But but, I, but most people most people probably don't, but they're like, he said something bad, never let him work again. It's like, <laughs> all right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, that's just – it is what it is with that. It's just unfortunate. The world is a fucked up place these days. It's a fucked up place, man. No fucked yeah. up place. But – um. You know, I wanted to say something, you know, on, on a more positive note, I've been looking at your videos lately, you know, obviously I've been following you still and we're, you know, I still keep in touch with you and uh, this and that following your journey. And I'll tell you what, I think you're in the best shape I've ever seen you in right now. Ken dog. Chisel. So, sure. what's, so what's up with that, man? What's, what's been the big, what's been the big shift maybe in your, just uh in your daily regiment, your lifestyle yeah. or um, um, because you've always been, you know, a, a as far as I've known you, I know you have a story on like, you know, how you got to where you were and you're as from a young kid and you can tell that too. But and from when I've met you until now, I've noticed a big difference in your physique yeah. and like, are you just taking things more serious? Well, what's going on? Uh, so for me, it's like, I wanted to be, I remember, and I was telling somebody this, the story the other day, and I'm running this little challenge with some of my clients and some people online. Uh, it's called the fittest at 40. And I remember being like, 19, 20 years old. And I got, had this job. It was one of my first jobs when I was at a, like I was actually still in college. My uncle got me a job down at Port Mork and I was working down there. And I remember talking to a group of guys and they were all like late thirties, early forties. And I remember thinking, Oh my God, I want to die before I turn 40 because these guys all look fucking terrible. Right. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is what 40 looks like. There's no way of stopping this. Like, this is terrible. Um, and I, like at 19, 20 years old, you're like, I don't even know if I'll make it to 40. Right. So so I'm at that point now. And I kind of came to this realization last year where I'm like, fuck, I feel pretty good. I look pretty good. You know, I want to get in the best shape of my life at 40. But what really helped was living in New York city for so long and it being, uh, 
you know, kind of just part of my lifestyle that I would leave work at night, go have a couple drinks, go have dinner, right? And when you're eating out here in New York, you could work, you could eat at the best restaurant in the city and they're soaking everything in oil and yep. butter. And then you're eat, having drinks. So even if I don't eat all day, I'm still eating two, 3,000 calories at night, you know, and it's fucking up everything. Um, and I noticed that. Uh, aside from that, I, start, I went to go see a, a doctor. I got some blood panels done, level low, and that my, uh, so low that they think they're, I should go for a CAT scan. So I go for a CAT scan. They noticed there was like a, a cyst on my pituitary gland, which is, pretty common amongst people, right? And there, I highly recommend that anybody who's about to take like any sort of HGH or anything, go for a CAT scan before they do any of that stuff. Because had I have taken like any HGH or anything, it would have grew the cyst. And mm. there's a ton of complications from there, right? Like you could lose your eyesight, wow. you know, the surgery where they have to crack your skull open and fucking, you know, pull it out. So your pituitary gland is obviously right between your eyeballs. And they were noticing that where my cyst sits, it wasn't allowing me to excrete or that wasn't giving the signal to produce testosterone and growth hormone and everything else. So um, I had some blockage there. So I had to take uh, a medication to shrink the cyst. Uh, and then I took some thyroid medication because that was a little banged up from it. Um, and in the interim of all this stuff, I was, I had, I was taking this medication. So I didn't want to do, I wasn't trying to drink or anything. They were like, you know, you should try to minimize your drinking. And so, so with COVID and everything, stopping, you know, not going out to eat, cooking at home more, cooking a little bit cleaner. Like it was this gradual progression. And then I was dealing with some back issues over the past two years that kind of got cleared up from a lot of the, the medication and stuff that I was taking. And then also working through a lot of that stuff. So I tell people like a lot of chronic pain might not, might not be, and most of the time I don't think it is, a structural issue, especially at our age, right? You get to a certain point and people think, oh my God, there's something wrong. Somebody needs to cut me open and fix something. But I think it might be more of a chemical or neurological issue than anything else. And I think I definitely know that that's what my issue was. Because had I listened to the four specialists that I went to, uh, I went to see a nerve specialist. I went to see a spine specialist. I went to see, you know, all these different doctors here in New York. And they're like, listen, we'll cut your back open. We'll fuse your spine. And I'm like, fuck that. Yeah. No shot. No shot. Um, because I knew the recovery from that is fucking years to get yeah. back to where I was. Right. And aside from like the atrophy and fucking depression that comes along with like sitting in a bed for fucking two, three weeks. Um, I've been down that road before and I don't want to do it again. Um, so I did everything and anything I could to avoid that. Uh, and you know, I feel knock on wood a hundred times better. I'm running again. I'm lifting more than I ever have before. Um, I just feel a whole lot better. Um, so getting a blood panel done helped a ton. Um, getting on some medications that, you know, kind of got my body adjusted to where I should be. And now I feel like I, I feel great. You know, I feel so much better than I did. How low, if you don't mind me asking, how low was your testosterone and stuff like that? Dude, no bullshit, 135. Yeah, that's that's very so, low. Yeah, so they said that's like dangerously low. And yeah. It wasn't allowing me to recover and stuff. Um, so the back pain was was from the, the fact that like my HGH wasn't, mm -hmm. you know, I had nothing there. And then my testosterone levels were so low. So I was just like, 
depleted. And that's when they were like, something's got to be off to be that low, right? Because they're like, you, you work out, you know, your, your sleeping habits aren't that bad. Something's got to be off. And that's when I went for the CAT scan. And which sucks because if you've ever gotten a CAT scan before, they put your fucking head in that machine and it just yeah. like, and they're like, don't move. And it's like this annoying fucking sound for two hours. And you're oh, like, oh it sucks. yeah, it's horrible. Um, yeah, well, so it sounds like it paid off though. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, dude, I feel two hours so of, uh, of pain for a lifetime of change. Yeah. And, but, and so many people are like, oh, you're on the gas. I'm like, I, I wish I could. I was like, if I took anything, I'd like to take HGH. But I can't, you know, it, it would be more detrimental to me than anything else. Um, so anything that like that stimulates the uh, pituitary gland, I can't I can't fuck around with. So how recent was that? What was that? Um, that was uh, April, May. Okay. Sometime That's pretty recent. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. I knew. Yeah. Like kind of Dean said before, I knew your backstory was kind of you didn't always have the best physique growing up. Yeah. And um, I. I yeah, I think that was part of it. I, I was a mm. fat kid. I was a fat kid for sure. I mean, there's no doubt about that. I mean, I eat like a slob. Um, but yeah, like I never really took it as serious. And I would always, I've been living here for most of my adult life since I was like 27, 28. You're just out to eat all the time. You're drinking all the time. I just stopped. Well, it's just like, uh, yeah, it's one of those, obviously it's the city where you're, you know, you're out and about. You're not, you're not living there to just like, stay at home and cook and cook uh, steak and rice and uh, chicken and rice all day. That's just the, <laughs> it's an out, it's a, it, it just comes with it. Right. But there's also like, you know, there's moderation and you can still enjoy those things, but you've, you know, find balance in anything. Right. But, um, so let's talk about your, your, your new gym and how long, you know, how long has the new gym been open? Strong. New so I, I opened, uh, October of 2021. So it's a little over a year now. So how was that? kind of setting all that up with you know in new york city during this kind of pandemic during and i mean new york was on a full-blown military lockdown yeah i, I mean new york <laughs> that, was, so how was those stress levels there what was that about how did that how did that go about how did you maneuver I, that that, that I, uh, situation? I think the only place worse than new york is california when it comes to it this was show. not it was uh, it was interesting yeah so for us um you know, I, I was trying to wait till the last possible minute. Like when I saw an opening, I was like, all right, I'm going to jump at it and take it. So 2021 rolled around, you know, it started, to, it seemed like things were hoping, you know, going to take a turn and get a little better. So I started looking at spaces and then I got an actually a new apartment at that time too, because I'm like, eventually the city will come back. I'm going to double down. I've been here for so long. I'm just going to, you know, stick with what works. Uh, so I started looking for a place and I signed a lease in May of 2021. There was like, you're crazy. This is so stupid. I go, and this was my thought process. Um, I said, if we agree that in society, the worst thing you could do to people is put them in jail, right? And the worst thing you could do to somebody in jail is put them in solitary confinement. So all we're doing is taking people out of society, not allowing them to be around other people, which everybody gets stimulated. Everybody feels better. I watched this documentary on Netflix about uh, this kid who got locked up here in New York City, and they were talking about what happens to the brain when you're isolated for more than uh, 72 hours, right? Your brain starts to atrophy. You start to go fucking insane. Um, so understanding that, I go, all this like 
Peloton and at home workout bullshit that people are like dancing around in front of a fucking TV and shit. It's a waste, right? In my opinion, right? Does it work for some people? Is it good for some people? Great. I'm more than happy to fucking let you guys do it. But there well, there's is a reason why you don't see those Peloton trucks driving around anymore. Exactly. Exactly. And the thing is, the if you ask Rich Froning, Matt Frazier, or the fucking 72-year-old woman who just started CrossFit, what the best part of CrossFit is, they'll say it's the community, right? And that's the special thing. And that's what everybody in other areas of fitness try to bite off of, right? The communal aspect. That's the sticky part of it. Mm-hmm. So understanding that, I'm like, all right, well, that's what I was pretty good at at my last two gyms, right? I had a CrossFit gym in New Jersey. I ran a CrossFit gym here in New York. Um and I said, I was like, I just want to create a space where people enjoy the workouts and love hanging out with everybody else. And that's why I called it a club and I didn't call it a gym. Um, so I wanted to create a space where, you know, people could return back to. It was a smaller space, so a little bit more intimate. It wasn't this big gym that everybody have to be afraid of and you got to wipe everything down and all this shit. So I was like, all right, there's all these things that are working in place. And I looked at like 15 or 20 different place, uh, spaces and I just got a good deal on this space. It was, you know, right at like the number I wanted to pay. And I knew I could cover that nut with the existing clients I had. And then anything after that was, you know, money because uh, space is very expensive here. Um, yeah. So that's kind of what happened. You know, I, I knew that eventually that people want to be around other people. I mean, think about it right here in New York City. If everybody wanted to live in isolation, there'd be more people in fucking Iowa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody's on top of each other in this city. So, I mean, I was like, fuck it, let's just do it. And I, you know, I doubled down on it because I was teaching classes outside all through 2020 and 2021. Mm -hmm. I saw all that. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I I just took all that money and I dumped it into the gym. And now it's like I keep buying stupid toys and I got to stop. I just bought a leg extension, leg curl. (laughs) I just, I was at the Fit Expo yesterday and I got this uh, T bar row. And I'm just like nice. buying all shit. I'm like, I just, it's just like a playground for me. And I'm like, if I like it, other people probably want to play, play with it. Well, and, and you're, and it's not like you're, you know, you're buying uh, watches and, and, uh, you know, and no. 500 denim. You know, people are going to love that. They're going to benefit. And nobody loves going to a gym and like having cool new stuff to use. That's going to retain your customers. That's going to keep your clients happy. And they're going to, they're going to stick around, obviously. And, you know, I, uh, I just love like the vibe in there too. It looks really fun. It looks cool. It looks loose. It looks, um, yeah. you know, it looks clean. It looks nice. It looks very, you know, aesthetically uh, New York to me, you know, in a, in like a modern way. Yeah. Um, I appreciate it. Very cool. So, you know, what kind of, um, do you guys run like a group class situation there? Or you guys kind of do like a free open gym? You guys have different hours, different things. Like what is your kind of like your guys's main kind of uh, routine look like in there? Like, yeah. What's your regiment in there? Uh, so basically I, I have most people on, depending on how many days a week they come, um, you know, my private clients. So I broke the room up into two spaces. Like obviously the back room is for the classes and stuff. And I'll have, I got four rowers, four skiers, four racks, four, uh, bikes, um, four sleds. So I have like group classes that go on in the back. Um, and I'll have three to four classes a day, depending on what day it is. And then primarily I do a lot of private training. So mm-hmm. in the front of the room, I have all the equipment. That's where I have the leg extension, a belt squat, a treadmill, a lap pull down, um, a lot of like just one-off things that, I, you know, I believe should be in almost every and any gym, a GHD. Um, 
So I have a lot of that stuff up front and I'll do like privates and I'll have maybe two or three other trainers. You know, uh, I rent space out to other trainers. I rent, I, and I try to push trainers to do group classes there. Right. So I do three a day and I was like, there's room for other classes where if you have a following, you could charge your clients 40, 50 bucks a session, whatever it is, the going rate here in New York city, um, rent out the backspace and I charge them a decent price. And if you're charging 10 people, you know, you're getting $500 an hour, 600, 700, depending on mm-hmm. how much, like I've had upwards of 30 people mm-hmm. in classes, 40 people. Um, that's a good payday. You're not charging one person that price to go train them once, you know, once a day. So you can make what you make in a day in an hour. Um, so I try to help, uh, you know, younger trainers kind of build a following and help them out groom like a community of their own there. Uh, so yeah, my bread and butter would definitely be my group classes and stuff. And then my private training, uh, that's where I make, you know, most of my money. Um, but, uh, you know, trying to get other people on board, like I have three guys right now who teach classes uh, of their own and I promote it on our page and I help them push it on their page. And I have uh, my assistant kind of help them out do like different um, online sales stuff and uh, come up with content so that they could start to build their followings. And, you know, these guys are fit putting, you know. 10 to 20 people a day in a class, which is great yeah. for them. They're making money. I don't have to be there and do it. Um, yep. And I don't have to manage them either. That's their money. That's their clients. And if my clients want to go and take one of their classes, you know, I just throw them in there and I still get a cut of whatever they make uh, of their mm-hmm. stuff. So yeah, it's like a great. new model. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's a- very cool. It's, I like how it's very, uh, it's very, uh, what's the word? Um, Inclusive. Uh, and very inclusive. Yeah. 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 I guess that's, yeah, that's an easy way to put it. It's very, you know, motivating, you know, it's like, yeah. it's not like everybody's just trying to squeeze a penny out of everybody. You know, yeah. it's very like, uh, it's team. It's a team aspect, yes. right? It's a team mindset. Cause everybody is more people that go into that gym is better for everybody. Yeah. And that's, and that's how it needs to be. Here's my thing, right? Like I, I eventually want to grow the event and uh, the clothing line a little bit more. Um, so it helps with that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, more eyeballs on the gym, but I'm also helping them build their brands, right? Like, I want to, I want to help them do what somebody didn't help me do. Right. Wow. Like I figure it out on my own. I had to throw shit up against the wall and see what stuck to mm-hmm. figure out what I should be doing. Whereas like, I'm kind of helping these guys be like, here, do this. Don't do that here. You know, take this time. Don't do that time. Um, so, and they're, they're doing pretty well. Like I have a guy, you know, the last two Saturdays, he had like 20 plus people in his class where it's, that's a great payday. It's like yeah. seven, eight hundred bucks in an hour. Like that's a good fucking day. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I was gonna ask you if you had someone to guide you kind of the way you are for these younger trainers, but you already answered my question. Yeah. Um, so how did you kind of figure it out on your own? How shitty was that? And what kind of self-fulfilling things did that do for your your own? Cause you kind of figured it out on your own. Yeah. Uh so I mean, my dad was a cop you know, a Marine and then a cop and didn't really have any much business experience. And then, you know, my mom was basically a stay at home mom and worked in uh, insurance and stuff worked in the fitness industry. And no one in my family really had any business experience either. So when I opened my first gym, I was, I always say I'm the fucking worst businessman in the world. I I always leave with my heart, not with my head. And I should be more of a fucking savage about shit. Um, I'm always like, let me just help this person out. I, I, I never like, I'm never driven by money. I'd like to make money, but it's never like my driving force. Yeah. I'd love to see people do well, 
And, you know, if I can make some money in the interim, great. If I don't, you know, I'm not going to fucking cry about it. Um, but they, uh, you know, for me, it's like I signed a deal with these partners at my first gym and they fucked me over. I noticed money was missing. I went through a whole big lawsuit with them. That was a nightmare because I tell people all the time, it's like avoid having partners at all costs because you go into this business where everybody's, you know, one person's going to end up doing more than the other. And you have to have like clear defined lines as to what everybody's responsible for. And then there's this whole jealousy aspect and all this other bullshit. Um, So I got fucked out of the first gym, my second gym solace where, you know, everybody and anybody was like, Oh, this is your gym. I was like, Oh, you know, we're working on that. Right. And we kept kicking this can down the road that I was supposed to get ownership. And, you know, we were supposed to set up meetings with attorneys and then all the partners and then all the investors and all this shit. And I got fucked out of that too. You know, I made that place fucking what it was. And, uh, I mean, whenever I thought of it, I I always assumed it was your spot. So yeah, I mean, Quick question. I'm, all, I'm, I'm across the country, so. Did they keep it in the end because of your, you building it back up kind of thing? Is that kind of why they kept it again? Um, yeah, so like what it, what it originally was, it was just a CrossFit gym. Right? Okay. Like they just had CrossFit classes there. And they had like this yoga room off to the side, which was a complete flop. About four years ago, I had met the owners of Y7 Yoga and I was like, hey, listen, I had this room off to the side and their model was basically these small hot yoga rooms. Uh, They would do like hip hop yoga. I had met the owner. I set up the whole fucking deal. I rented out this room. So it took rent off our heads. They managed that space. They had a ton. They had a huge following on social media. They're coming back now pretty strong. Um, But they were doing classes off to the side in our building um, and then we had this hallway in the middle that I created this hit class for, and we went from zero classes in this fucking hallway to 65 classes a week, which was our biggest money generator. Yeah, clearly. Uh, yeah. And then downstairs, like our, our CrossFit was the worst part of what we did, you know? And that was always something like we always let somebody else manage because everybody else wanted a piece of it. Had I, you know, had a little bit more control of that, I would have done things a bit different. Um, but I was responsible for hiring a lot of the trainers and stuff. So we had a great group of trainers. I mean, I had Cody Mooney there, um, oh, yeah. Danielle, who still works for me uh, at the other gym. Uh, you know, I had really top tier talent there and it, it was great. We had a great group of trainers. Um, everybody since is gone. And then, uh, you know, we kept arguing about money and who's responsible for this. And, you know, they, they brought in this like fat idiot who, used to run like box gyms in the middle of fucking Wyoming or some shit. And, you know, we would just butt heads all the time um, because he just didn't know. was just stuck in his old, his old formula that doesn't work with modern times. I've seen that a million times. So I guess he was like banging the guy who like had the most money in. So uh, (laughs) instead of arguing with them or something, I just fucking, you know, left, you know, it was was just a, instead of arguing about all this shit, I had a bunch of the investors who were like, Hey, listen, we want to give you a piece of this. I'm like, dude, fuck this. So that was January, 2020. Plus I was, I had just started working with high rocks. I was about to sign this deal with under armor. It was, I had a ton of shit going on. I was like, this is great. This is a good exit strategy for me. I'll just go and open my own place. I was actually looking at other spaces up on 47th street to open up another gym, 10,000 square foot facility it was going to be sick. COVID happens. Everything falls through, right? Nobody knew what the fuck was happening. 
And that's I, love, I, I, I love when that did happen, though, that you were straight to the streets, right in the park, oh, yeah. fucking getting after it. Like a lot of people, man, they get a little bit of fucking pushback. And then it's just like sit around and just like wait for this Nothing. imaginary help to come that's never going to come. It's like, yeah, life's going to keep moving right past you, whether this shit's shut down or not. You got to keep going. A lot of people I said that. Remember that. I said, I said so many times, I go, I don't know where my next fucking dollar is coming from. And I need to figure something out quick. And I was also, if you asked me what fucking anxiety was, I, I, I'd be like, I don't know, something fucking, I'm sitting in my fucking apartment. They shut down New York on that Friday or Saturday. I think it was a day later. I'm like clawing at my skin. I'm like, I got to get the fuck out of here. And he's like, if you leave your apartment, they're going to lock you up. I'm like, great. I'd rather go sit in a fucking jail cell right now than sit in my apartment because it's the same thing. Yeah. Um, so I went outside. I took my dog and we went for an 11-mile walk. <laughs> I walked basically the perimeter of fucking Manhattan. I was going to say, yeah, it's like this Manhattan city. Dude, I, I literally you, I literally said people – and I was taking pictures and videos and shit – and so many people are like, oh, you got to be careful. I go, be careful. I go, there's, I haven't seen another human being in hours. Like I didn't see anyone. Dude, that is, that's fucking insane, dude. Especially in a city like that. I had to feel like surreal, like almost dude, like a dream. You know what I always think about? You ever watch the movie, um, uh, The Devil's Advocate? No, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a scene where uh, Keanu Reeves comes out of that building on like Fifth Avenue. He looks up the street and there's no cars. There's nobody. And I'm like, holy shit, I could. And I remember thinking as a kid, like, how much must that have cost for them to shut down Fifth Avenue? Like, mm. that, that, no one on there. And yeah. here I was, I live on, at the time I was living on 26 and Broadway, a block over from Fifth Avenue. And I remember looking around, I'm like, holy fucking shit, it happened. Like, I never thought it would happen. And there was no one around. So that day I went for this walk. The next day I go outside and it honestly cleared it up. And that's what I truly believe in the power of like exercise. I 1000%. There was a point I'm like, I'm going to either fucking slit my wrist or fucking kill myself because this is miserable or I need to go do something. I came back from the walk. I cleared my head. I started writing out a business plan. I'm like, all right, this is what I'm going to do. The next day I carried a TRX, like a backpack full of shit bands trx oh, a little ruck oh okay yeah. never mind yeah 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 and two fucking 70 pound kettlebells to the to the park <laughs> i got out there and i just started fucking shooting a workout and stuff and i was with my you know four of my clients that i would see all the time mm -hmm. on that friday mm -hmm. and they were like hey is it if it's cool with you could we come work out and i was like yeah four became eight eight became 12 12 became 26 you know there was a point i had like 65 people in the fucking park one day that's nice. it was insane it was great. And, but like, I had the cops called on me. I had tons of people. I had a guy come up to me one time and be like, how dare you do this? Put these people at risk. I'm like, dude, shut the fuck up. Like I had a coffee in my hands. I was so close to throwing it on him. Like, just get the fuck out of here. You're going to waste the coffee. The, yeah. um, the, uh, it's so funny, man, how we've, we were during this time, we were, uh, belittling and harassing not we but like society was yeah. literally harassing people for exercising outdoors so it's, stupid. it's just insane to think about and say it you say it out loud and it's like that really that really happened 
Dude, it's so, so fucking insane. When I still see people with masks on, everyone's like, oh, let them do what they want. But I'm like, it's almost a sign of fucking stupidity. Like, what, are you really that afraid? Do you fuck with a mask on? Right? Do you eat somebody's <laughs> ass with a fucking mask on? What are you doing? Right? Yeah, Dylan, Dylan here, he's in Canada. So he's like, they had it pretty uh, rough, too. They're, they're, that's the only place that's worse than fucking America. 100%. Yeah. Toronto <laughs> oh sucked. Dude, it's crazy. I just heard about that guy who, up in uh, BC who like got in trouble for like not addressing his daughter as like, like that was like a big thing. There was something he, his daughter or his son was becoming a girl or whatever, like vice versa. I don't know right, what happened, right. but they were saying it's like, it, it, they compared it to as if he was like abusing the child by not calling her or calling him by like the pronouns. That the they pronoun. Were. Yeah. Yeah. And they, and it was like, like a jailable thing. Like yeah, was, like, it's like a form like, of abuse or something. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. They said it was a form of fucking abuse, and they said they were holding him on like two hundred fifty thousand dollars of bail. I go, oh what do you guys God. do if you kill somebody up there? Go, <laughs> they, the execute, they execute you on the spot without a jury. <laughs> no, we're too nice to execute, but yeah, yeah. yeah but you you persecute the shit out of somebody for not fucking using the right pronoun. That's crazy. Yeah. It's yeah. Insane. Um, Dude, I, um, said, there, was, there was just that article I just posted about that this. uh football coach in texas oh i got, saw that got in trouble for fucking having these kids do 400 push-ups i don't know the details of the story obviously. apparently so apparently one of some of the kids got rhabdo and they were going into like kidney failure oh really yeah from the push-ups and they yeah. had to go to like, the er but it's like that's also just you know is it the push-ups that were the problem or the fact that he just wasn't letting them hydrate was this like in the blistering sun like i don't know the full details but they you know i just Kids was after practice or severely dehydrated, and he was just being a dick. I don't know, but that's I, crazy. it's just crazy to me because people are like, "See, exercise is dangerous." Like, if you read the comments, right? Most people are like, "Oh, these kids are soft today," blah blah. blah. And then other yeah. people are, like, "See, exercise is dangerous." And I'm like, "Oh my god, are we fucking leading people down this road now?" Yeah. Saying that these like, I a Saturday at my college wrestling practice was like 400 fucking pushups. High yeah. school, my high school coach was a fucking son of a bitch. Like he would have us do crazy shit. Like we had two, three, four hour fucking practice. And after yeah. practice, we'd go and lift. I'm like, that was normal. Like that was normal. Yes. Yeah. My high school wrestling coach punched me in the face before. Like it was, <laughs> I don't right? know if that's like, normal, but the rest is, but like it was, it was just a different, I mean, I, and it's not, it's crazy to think that like, that was like the nineties, you yeah. know, yeah. it's like, we're not that far not off. Not long ago. No, no, it yeah, wasn't. I'm a little younger than you guys. I'm like 30, but I remember I lost a basketball game once, 71 to 11 in three quarters. And they we had to like forfeit because we were getting blown out. The next day at practice, we had to do 700 sit-ups, 600 squats, and 400 push-ups. The exact same thing that like what you're talking about. And no one got wrapped up. No, no one batted an eye. No we're one was like, yeah, we deserve this. Coca-Cola. Yeah, we, like we sucked. Yeah. Yeah, no, you know what? It builds character and it builds, it builds yeah. a lot. There's Dude, a lot of from working out. So many people will fucking bash that and be like, oh, that doesn't build character. I'm like, yeah, I do. Honestly, like, I'm not afraid to say it. I mean, people are like, oh my God, that's so terrible. Like, me getting my ass kicked as a kid, whether it was by a fucking stranger, my parents, my coach, it, you know, in a wrestling match, in fucking you know, street fight, whatever it was, I'm like, you learn who you are and you learn to shut your fucking mouth. And that's what most people don't do nowadays, right? All this bullying bullshit on social media and stuff. 
if you were in front of that person, chances are you probably wouldn't say shit to them. Right. Yeah. And I learned to not, you know, not treat people a certain way because there's always somebody or some, somebody knows somebody that'll kick your fucking ass and you just keep your mouth shut. But now mm-hmm. it's like everybody online is a fucking tough guy. Cause nobody could beat the shit at. Oh yeah. It's, yep. a, it's, a, it's, a, it's like a joke. It's like some, it's like the guys in the NBA pretending they're going to fight each other <laughs> when they know that there's not going to be a single never do. Yeah. But it's like the, the, the internet version of that. It's like, okay guys, you're not going to, no one's going to fight. And after, after that foul, no one's going to do shit. You know, yeah, the rest yeah. of you, I mean, your team's going to pull you away. Yeah. It's so it's, 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 I was actually talking about that with one of my clients the other day. He's like, you know, you have to laugh at guys who like get in each other's face. Cause it's like such bravado. It's like, what are you actually doing getting in another guy's face? Like if you're going to hit somebody, hit them. Right. Because there's yes. no point in like, Oh, let me get in your face. It's almost like weird and stupid. Right. Like, almost, yeah, like yeah, it is. It is weird. It's it almost weird. worse than doing nothing. Like it's, <laughs> yeah. it's like, yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. I saw it two nights ago at a bar. It's the, it's this. It's if you wanted to hit him, you would have hit him. Like it would have yeah, been just, done. Yeah. Like, what are you oh, doing? You know, you know, you know in the first five minutes of staring at someone now, like that's what you're gonna do. You it's know, in the first brutal. five seconds of an argument, if someone's gonna get hit or not. Yeah. Pretty yeah. much. You know what I mean? And we've all done it before, and you just have to laugh at it because you just feel. I feel so stupid, and I would always say, like, especially when I was on TV and shit, like guys would always be like. Go get in my face, and I'm like, why? Why are we arguing about this? Right? You're either gonna hit me, right? And well, makes good TV, and also that you kick you guys. I don't know. Back maybe back then, no, you guys were actually allowed to throw a couple punches and not uh, get no. off the show. Nowadays, you just flick somebody on on the challenge. You, you know, you get sent home. You just like touch yeah. somebody's face with like a like a tap. They send your ass home, right? Yeah, um, I mean, I don't. I haven't watched it in fucking years, but I, I couldn't imagine it's a fun fucking environment to be a part of. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I'll never forget our, our boy Darrell though. <laughs> Throwing hands. Oh, dude, he beat the shit out of him. That was I was standing right there. I couldn't believe it. I was like, holy shit, this fucking. I don't know if you is- knew this or not, but Darrell. So I met Darrell. Obviously, I grew up watching all that shit, all your guys' shows. I still, I'm still a fucking dude. I'm one of those 34 year old guys that still watches, still watches the show. You know, you know how it just. There's a part of me that's just, it's just kind of part of my childhood. I grew up yeah. watching shit, and I'm then the same uh, way with wrestling. Yeah, like, for I, sure. I, yeah, yeah. It's uh, and so Darrell actually lives around where I'm at, where CKHQ's at. Yeah. So he was going to the CrossFit gym where I was at, he just came in one day. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Is that fucking Darrell from the challenge road rolls? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, and we became good friends and it was just kind of funny. And then like, yeah. you know, met you. I'm like, how? Yeah. He's a good dude. And he's a, you guys got hands too. He could throw his fucking hands too. Oh. And he's, but he's like, you just, you, that's the kind of guy, Darrell's the kind of guy. You just like, you're out and about. And like some reason, for some reason, maybe uh, like, like you just don't, you just don't want to, f- you see him and you think you can maybe take him or something. No. But he's a lethal guy. Cause he looks so yeah. nice and innocent. And he'll yeah. be like super quiet and he'll be just keep to himself. But like if time comes, push comes to shove, this dude's going to just, you don't even know what happened. No, he's, he's a tough son of a bitch. I mean, he's got an engine on him too. He's a, he's yeah. a tough, tough competitor. I've, I've always said like, I'd put him in my top five for sure. Of like people yeah. I know fucking go. Yeah. Yeah. He's, and he's just a solid dude. And anyways, I always thought that was funny how like, uh, ended up running into him and then you throughout this like CrossFit thing, right? It all comes back to CrossFit. CrossFit, yeah. I've met, you know, both you guys through that. It's just kind of weird. It's kind of strange. Um, but, but, you know, so when you have your, you know, one-on-one clients, you know, what are you, what are most of their goals? What most, what are the most common kind of like, what if someone comes into, you know, strong club and they're like, you know, 
I want this. Like, what are most of your clients looking for? Are they looking for kind of just like general health and wellness? Are they looking to kind yeah. of like, you've seen a lot of like, want a lot of fat loss? Are you seeing more, I just want to get stronger? Like, what do you, if anything, what kind of stands out the most that you get from, you know, clients walking in the gym? I think, I think the general direction of most people is they, they know it's, and it's becoming more popular of a, of an idea that being stronger, lifting weights will make you aesthetically more pleasing and also keep you healthier for longer. So that's what a lot of my clients are. I have two or three doctors that I work with here in the city who refer me clients. And, you know, most of the time they're kind of on the same, I mean, nine out of 10 times they're on the same page as me that most people, despite what age you are, could benefit from being stronger. Right. And that's what we try to do. And it's like, I'm not trying to get everybody a barbell back squat, right? Like that's why I have a belt squat and I have different ways of like getting people to squat and stuff. Um, so it's like, what avenue do I need to take to get this person a little bit stronger? And that's why I call it. It's like the strength club. So I want it to be a club where people could feel comfortable, hang out. Like I have a couch in there. I want people to like feel like they're at home. Um, and you know, the, the primary focus is strength, right? We want to get you stronger, right? No matter where you are. And I say this all the time. Um, it's never a bad time or you're, ne it's never going to be, uh, you know, work against you if you're faster and stronger, right? No one's ever going to be like, Oh my God, he sucked. He was so fast and strong. Or she was older, so bad she's just getting faster and stronger. It's not good. Yeah. It's so bad. <laughs> You know, she's so bad at that because she's so strong. You know, it's, it's never the case. Yeah. yeah. That's funny and true. Yeah. So I, my, my primary goal for everyone is to get them a little bit stronger. It doesn't matter what age they are. I mean, just today I had a 15 year old in there at nine o'clock this morning. And then I had a zoom call. I have one client who actually lives in Northern California. Um, he's a client's dad and I've trained him for a couple of years now and he's 83. Nice. Um, so it's just with him and, and he's an impressive dude. You know, he, he still wants to run marathons and shit like that. And, um, you know, we just work on simple stuff and I'll have him use a lot of machines. You know, there, I remember 2012, 2013, 2014, it's like, you would never see anybody use a machine who did CrossFit. It's like, it was, yes. oh my God, it was like committing a sin. And now, and now Rogue sells all that shit too. And now Rogue's making everything, T-bar <laughs> rows and shit like that. So, yeah, they got little attachments um, for, you know, cable pulls attached to your, you know, weights and shit. They got it all now. Because people are starting to get, you know, there was this weird, there was this weird kind of thing that was one thing that was kind of bad about CrossFit is they almost were like accessory is the devil for a second there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Nowadays, it's like, well, that's just not true. Yeah. Like, I get, like I get there's like sometimes people need like one direction and one linear focus to like stick to something. So maybe it's like thinking about other things isn't maybe important at the time, maybe for like someone getting into it and you just like, just show up to class. Yeah. Doing. There was, you know, but like, it's, it's so funny, like how now it's, so it's like accessories actually like probably arguably more important, if not to like a CrossFit regiment, right? Yeah. So you want to stay healthy and stay loose and build mass and size. And you can do those things through CrossFit, but also like accessorizing and getting focused on, you know, muscle, single muscle, you know, groups and stuff is always important. It's Somewhere, never not, it's not good to do accessory. Yeah, somewhere along the way, I think the message got misconstrued that you have to redline every workout. Just, just yeah. do a wad and redline. And the problem with that is, though, you want to look like these fucking rich fronings of the world. Go to the gym and redline every day. You're never going to look like that without no. – well, you're never going to look like that anyway. But with a, without accessory and <laughs> some sort of strength component and bodybuilding, 
there's zero chance you're going to look like that. And I think Ryan yeah. Fisher said it the best when he was on our podcast a couple of weeks ago, is that like these guys didn't get jacked by just doing wads. Like they, they were yeah. big and strong before they came in and now they've worked on all the skill in their engine and now they're just machines, but there's, you have to do accessory too. And I think and you do awesome, Kenny, you do awesome movements. I know you were saying how you bought all these machines that are coming into your gym now, but I think you do an awesome job of being creative with your kind of accessory work too. Cause I saw you using the kind of kettlebell squats on the slant and then you've been doing some like TRX things, single arm and stuff like that. So I think your yeah. gym and what you do is very good at adding accessory in a creative way. Yeah. And I, I tell everybody this, right? There, there's no such thing as a bad exercise, right? If you don't know what, why you're doing it, then it's probably bad for you because you're not, you don't really know what, why you're doing this exercise, but there's no exercise that's inherently bad, right? There's a lot of people who are like, Oh, don't do it this way. Well, it's like, yes, if we're, we're talking about pure hypertrophy and that's what your, your goal is, then fine. That might not be the best exercise for you, but no exercise is bad for you. Like you're doing something, you're strengthening some plane of motion, some muscle group, um, doing everything and anything, mm -hmm. right? Like when people, I used to, uh, when I created the class, I would give people a correct, uh, like the, the trainers, like, here's what I want you guys to do. Let's categorize all this stuff as like warm up kind of accessory type stuff. And then let's do all this stuff as like pure strength stuff, right? Like kettlebell goblet squats. I mean, obviously you could do them for volume too, but you know, I would be like, here, let's do this. I wouldn't let anybody like Kip, whether it was toes to bar or muscle um, or pull-ups and stuff like that. Like I'm like, let's just work on strict strength. And I started that pretty early on. Like, yeah, that was 2015 that we would do like all strict stuff. Um, because I was fortunate enough to tear my shoulder and my pack back in 2012 in the open. Um, and it was just like mu doing muscle ups and stupid shit. Um, so I told people, I'm like, work on the strict strength. And most people don't have a good base. Most people who come to you yes. who are like, Hey, I want to start working out being a fucking ball of skin, you know, under, on top of fucking skeleton, they, uh, they have no foundation. Whereas like guys like us, I mean, I've been working out since I was 14 years old. Um, so there's some level of foundation, right? There's some muscle sure. maturity there. Um, yep. and I tell people that I was like, without muscle maturity, you can't have people do all this crazy shit. And that's why CrossFit would get such a bad name. You'd get these people in there who've never worked out a day in their lives. And then you got them trying to snatch and do all this stuff where it's like, there's no maturity there within their structure. So they can't be doing these things. Like you have to start them from the ground up and they got to spend two years, right? Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. if I still do snatches and cleans in my gym, I'll do most of the cleans with the kettlebells because it's just an easier implement or dumbbells. Um, and then the snatches, I'll do like all muscle snatches, right? So I'll do like a high pull into a snatch. And I'm like, when you, when you, uh, the gym's only a year old. Most of these people have never really done CrossFit because I actually just had a friend reach out to me. I'm doing a CrossFit competition in February. And nice. uh, I know this girl is doing, uh, she wants to get in on it. And she's like, could you find me a guy? I'm like, most of my guys aren't going to be fucking, you know, what you're looking for because I've only had them really doing a lot of this shit for about a year now. Um, some guys have been training for longer than that, but I never really trained them to be CrossFitters, right? right. Like if they did CrossFit, then I can make you a better CrossFit athlete. But I, I train them to be just better humans and a little bit stronger. So do I think everybody needs to learn how to snatch? No, no, I don't think so. Uh, I think, you know, I have 
50, 60, 70 year old clients that I'm like, why would I teach them a fucking snatch? It's a waste of their time, right? I'd rather have them push a heavy sled or squat or do lunges or something that's more beneficial to their everyday life than doing snatches. But if somebody's like, hey, I want to learn how to snatch, I'm like, all right, we can do that. We can work on that. Um, but I have them do like muscle snatches, right? And that'll build their shoulders a little bit more. It'll teach them, you know, more efficient movement. So if they ever do want to do it, they'll be better at it. They'll, they'll know the what it should feel like a lot more than somebody who just comes in and just starts power snatching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, it all makes sense, dude. Mm-hmm. I, uh, dude, I, uh. I think we could we could go all day, man. You've been a great you've been a great guest, man. It's always good to te- catch yeah. up with you, man. It's been too long. Um, you know, I always want to ask our you know our guests something different on the way out, but it's like okay, say you had ten minutes mm-hmm. and no equipment. Say if they just need a little extra motivation, you know, today when they listen to this, or you know maybe they've been kind of slacking in the gym and haven't been showing up, but just need a little boost. What can you give somebody that's a ten minute workout? to just do without any equipment required, what would you tell them to do? I would say set the clock for 10 minutes, right? And everybody lives on some street. I don't know what it looks like, but somebody, everybody, and most blocks, I live on a city block and it's probably maybe at most 400, uh, 400 meters. Start with 10 push-ups. walk, run, skip, jog, crawl, do whatever you need to do around the block. And then come back and do it again and do that for 10 minutes and do it at an intensity that you feel that you could continue to converse with people, but you're moving for 10 minutes, right? You mm. want to challenge yourself a little bit, but I mean, push-ups and running, you, you could get in pretty fucking good shape doing that. Yeah. Um, so good, clean 10 push-ups because everybody's like, oh, I'll do 50. And it's like, they'll probably be shit by the third yeah. set. Right? Exactly. So, yeah. half, half, yeah. uh, halfway down, butt yeah. in the air. So do do ten push ups, right? You put your feet up on something. You can you can push up off your countertop, go for a walk or run around the block, and do that. You know as many times as you can. Love that. Love it. Love it. Love that. Stay fit. Stay strong. Yeah, it's it's so simple. And you know, the more people we get moving, the more people we get excited about fitness. I truly believe this, and I've said this a thousand times that I think we could heal the world through fitness. I think there's more people who are so much more happy when they're fit and they feel good and they're not worried about everybody else than the, you know, it's always these fat miserable people who aren't trying, right? You could be, you could be out of shape and overweight, but you're trying, right? And you feel better about it because you're, you're, you're working towards something, right? You have a goal. You feel like you're a part of something bigger than you. Whereas like these people who are just like, well, that's bad. And this is bad. And that's why it's like, just shut the fuck up and go and do something for yourself. Right. It's not selfish to go and treat yourself to something, not a fucking pizza or something, but treat yourself to a workout, go out there. People spend 40, $50 on a cocktail here in New York city, but they won't spend $40 to go take a workout class. You know, it's, it's stupid. To that's me. fucking so, insanity. Is that like a real legit, legit price for a cocktail at some spots? Dude, there, there are some places you, you go to a cocktail bar here in the city. Like I went with three of my friends the other night, we went up to the rooftop of the Ritz Carlton, right? Which is two blocks away from my apartment. And for the four of us, we had a couple appetizers and two drinks a piece. What do you take a guess what you think the bill was? Okay. Based off of, you know, a little bit of knowledge you've given me, I'm going to say $500. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. 780 fucking bucks. Oh my God. And people will do that on a weekly basis. 
right? Two, three nights a week and be like, I can't afford the gym. It's like, no, all you need to do is skip one of those fucking meals a week and you'll have a gym. You'll have a private training that much. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God, dude. That's fucking nuts, dude. Man. I've never, I've never, I've paid for $150 steaks here in New York, $200 fucking steaks here in New York. And never once did I finish it and be like, that was worth 200 bucks. But I, I finished workouts and I'm like, dude, I feel great, right? You like you'll never like, finish, you'll never finish a workout and be like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. But there are definitely some of the best, most expensive meals I've had in New York City, and be like, oh, I shouldn't have had the fucking dessert. I should have stopped at the fourth cocktail. I shouldn't have had another piece of you know mashed potatoes. Right? Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, it sounds like the best bargain in New York City is fitness. <laughs> That's what I think. That's why I'm selling. <laughs> yeah. That's why I'm selling. That's uh, there it is, folks. And you know, Kenny, where can everybody find you, man? Where can people keep up on you? You know, kind of learn about you a little bit more. Uh, uh, you, know, you know, where's where are your socials? Yeah, uh, at Kenny Santucci, pretty simple for mine. And then at Strong New York, which is the event that we'll bring be bringing back this September. Uh, huge event. Hopefully, the guys from Caffeine and Kilos will be there. We'll hopefully exactly. get you guys to set up. And then also uh, at the uh, Strength Club NYC. Um, that's a gym. So I'm there on a daily basis from morning noon and night so you can catch me there thank you guys so much i really appreciate this hey man it's been a comment appreciate you man you have a great rest of your day dude you too guys take care later later